Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hopwood, you awesome, blah, blah, blah. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey. Once again, uh, I have in my left hand... 10th of March 1984 issue of Roy of the Rovers uh, usually across the top it usually tells us it gives us a clue as to who the centre spread sign please star might be or which team he plays for that's not the case this time maybe they didn't it get anyone nine fantastic maybe this stories. week they were unable well, to I get someone or they got someone who's so shit they thought it's not worth putting on a cover which I'd be surprised by because some of the well, shit they have fucking seen fit to advertise <laughs> I can't believe that they shifted copies off the back of fucking Luton Town's right back or whatever it was well I mean I don't know if it was a last minute job or what but the team in question I'll tell you is Grimsby Town yeah, well, there you go. So, I no mean, offense no, to Grimsby Town. No offense to Grimsby Town. Football firmament for all great, kinds of clubs. Great club, or as they, or as they'd say on Five Live, it's a great little club. They always say that, don't they? Yeah. You know, like the reporters on Five Live. <laughs> oh, it's the FA Cup third round. Yeah. There's so much magic and so much excitement, and I'm up here at Grimsby Town, yeah. which really is a great little club. And I'm sat there thinking, great little club. proper club, proper. Cl- proper it's club. a proper little club. Really patronising. Really concerning. Really fucking boring. Yeah. There's the third round's not exciting. Fuck off. What like I'm used to seeing <laughs> Premier League footballers who are brilliant Brazilians yeah. doing fucking flick ups and yeah. overhead kicks. I don't want to see these fuckers playing mm. shit football on muddy pitches. It's oh, it's great! Ball. It's real football. Real Charlotte's. people. Fuck yeah. you. I'm real. I'm real. <laughs> I'm as real as anyone. I could play for Grimsby. <laughs> Just because those fucking Grimsby Town players watch, those fans watch a shit team, right? And I watch a team that are in the Premier League. It doesn't mean I don't have a heart. It doesn't mean I don't have the same blood yeah. pumping through my veins. It doesn't mean that I don't, I haven't experienced sorrow or sadness or appreciate joy and beauty, right? Doesn't mean I don't have a liver or kidneys or a spleen. I am a human being, mm. just like those Grimsby fans. So fuck you, Five Live, making out that you're only a proper human if you support a shit team. Finished? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I was I was a supporter of a team that spent four years in League One, and I never, ever, ever want to go back there. It was horrendous. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I never, ever, ever so, enjoyed you know. it. <laughs> well, I bet you didn't. <laughs> I don't think I did. No. 
I don't think I did. Even though we finished, we finished, you know, towards the top of the table every season, which means we won a lot of games. Here we are. Awful. Here we are in Sunderland for the FA Cup third round, an area Ugh. where they love their football. They love their football. They live for it round here. Again, patronising. Yeah. I mean, you know, in other in other cities, they have other things that they can do, like go mm. to galleries or have jobs. Yeah. But up yeah. here in Sunderland, they really love it. It's much more important to them because they've not yeah. got much else going on. There's, That's the implication. There's, yeah. There's uh, there's rumours of a coffee shop opening up. Uh, they won't in the like next that. They won't months. like it. They won't know what to do with it. They won't. They literally won't know what the coffee is. <laughs> <laughs> They'll fling it at each other. Plans have been submitted for a new seafood restaurant where the food isn't all battered. But the we'll fucking, see. We'll see what, if that takes off. BBC. The BBC is just this sort of like. Sometimes it just comes across as this like deeply metropolitan sort of organisation that is falling over itself to sort of romanticise other parts of the country or other people who yeah. aren't within their bubble, <laughs> and they're working so hard at it. That they're yeah. like, they sort of almost fucking end up shoving their heads up their own asses in pursuit of it. it. And you'll see it mostly on Five Live because that is the channel, that's the station on their sports coverage where it's all sort of like their favourite things are, oh, it's the magic of the cop third round. Or it's like, oh, um, the Olymp- <laughs> or the Commonwealth Games. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Is it fuck? The policy here is to over-celebrate the shittest things in sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one likes the Commonwealth Games. And that's got nothing to do with Birmingham, the fact that it was there. It's just shite. It's, it's shite Olympics. Yeah, shite it? Olympics. Is that <laughs> Budget Olympics. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's not get too sidetracked, because it is something we, we do often do on the, uh, the Melchester do Odyssey. Mm. So... Did I mention what what's happening there? Sorry, I just said, did we? I've never noticed us ever being sidetracked. Oh, sometimes we don't start the, uh. the actual Roy the Rover stuff till about twenty minutes in. Oh, <laughs> we'll I, I didn't it. actually know we were doing a Roy the Rovers episode. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's what this <laughs> no, is. I yeah. did, I did, I did. <laughs> you just thought generic episode. Yeah, yeah. The subject will will reveal itself at some point mm. before the half hour was up. So it's it's Grimsby. And the player in question, I'm not going to ask you to try and guess a Grimsby I, I player. I couldn't because... name a single, again, no offence to Grimsby, it's not, I'm nothing personal against you, but I, I know it's more my ignorance, I couldn't name a single Grimsby Town player ever. I reckon if I give you the first name, I think you might get it. Go on then. Kevin. Uh, Kevin Bond. No. No. It's Kevin. Kevin Drinkle. Kevin Drinkle. That was what I was about to follow up with Kevin Drinkle. That's what you were going to say. But I never knew that he played for Grimsby Town. He, yeah, he became Drinkle, famous at, I think, Norwich, didn't he? I don't know. There he is. And I've just squashed the, the centre spread oh, a little bit weird, to make his it? face look funny. Good old Drinkle Drunkle. The drinker. Looks like he's talking. Yeah. I'm moving it up and down. It looks like he's chatting to us. Drinks. There he is. Nickname, Drinks. Yeah. Drink Drunks. Uh, and there's his signature. Which looks like all footballers' signatures. I think he's modelled that on Kevin Keegan's signature. He was a vet. He was a really. He was a good goal scorer. Good mm. goal scorer for Norwich City, as I remember. Presumably also for Grimsby Town, which is how he would have come to the attention of the Canaries. The the, the Grimsby kit was made by a company called Hobbot. 
Well, there you go. It says it all. H-O-B O-T-T, which I've never heard of. Yeah. Uh, one of the early 80s interlopers. Have you got a new kit manufacturer? What did, what did Adidas say? Uh, well, we've called them three times and we've had no response. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> what about Ombro? Ombro did respond, but they said they had to think about it and we've heard now since then. Oh, all right, what about Admiral? Anything from Lecoq Sportif? <laughs> oh, you must be joking. <laughs> well, we couldn't call them. It turns out their offices are in France. And we we just cannot justify the international call. Can't afford to ring them up. The expense yeah. is insane. So we did send a letter by airmail, but whether or not it's been lost in the post, I don't know. But they don't seem interested. <laughs> what about Hummel? Hummel? No. Again, no response. So we've had to go to a local a local manufacturer. It's more like a dry cleaners. It's sort of like a dry cleaners, but they do do sewing and repairs. And they have they have offered to sew in the name of the dry cleaners in the manufacturer part of the chest. Oh, well, it'll have to do. I'm looking to see what, what Hobbit's all about. Uh, it, <laughs> it's quite provincial. In 1979, Ken Barrington... Set about, that's a great name, Ken Barrington, set about turning his local Sheffield sports shop into one of the biggest suppliers of team wear in the UK. His sports shop, the House of Barrington, was yeah. his starting place. And by adding official teams to top, his name was formed. The acronym Hobot, a brand new brand, was born. Hobot. He that's should excellent. have stuck with House of, what is it, House of Barrington? House of Barrington official that, teams to top. That, Hobbot. That's a really, really good name for any label. House of, House of Barrington. Barrington. It sounds classy. Yeah. It sounds very it? sort of quintessentially British. It, you know, I'd I'd buy into that. But he's fucked it because he's got a good name. But he's gone for the fucking acronym and called it Hobbot instead. I mean, to be fair, he found his market and he exploited it. These are the teams that he had back in the 80s. Blackpool, Brentford, Bristol Rovers, Bury, Chester City, Darlington, Doncaster Rovers, Grimsby, Port Vale, Preston North End, Rochdale, Rotherham, Scunthorpe United, Sheffield United, uh, Shrewsbury Town, Wigan, Athletic, York City. So mostly Northern and mostly lower league. And you know, I'm sure he'd done very well out of it. Well done, Hobbit. Mm. House of Barrington. Mm. Ken yeah, well, today, yeah. I mean, I had n- I'd never heard of it until two minutes ago, and the fact that he had that many clubs is is actually extremely impressive. Given given Grimsby Town's um, geographical location mm. and uh, local industry, who do you reckon sponsors Grimsby Town in 1980? Uh, fish, fish, just fish. Sponsored in by British Fish, the Fish Council, the Fish Council of Britain. What would be the closest thing to the Fish Council of Britain? Findus or Birdseye? Fucking Findus. Fucking yes, Findus, of course it is. <laughs> um, Brilliant. You know, Brilliant. That, that, of course, was... Um, the other great thing to come out of Grimsby, apart from Grimsby Town and Fish, is, of course, Rod Temperton, uh, yeah. who wrote Thriller. Was he not Cleethorpes? Cleethorpes, yeah. Uh, Cleethorpes is right next to it, but the, the pithier way of putting it, because there was oh, a headline well. in The Sun. No, there was a headline in The Sun, and it said... Jacko number one hit penned by Fish Filleter from Grimsby. That's right. That's what he did, wasn't it? Yeah, he was yeah. a fish filleter. He, all right, he yeah. was from Cleethorpes, but he worked in Grimsby filleting fish for a while before he gave it's it up. Far. Went, it's not went far. Went to America and wrote Thriller. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I wonder if the, the first sort of idea, you know, you like you hear great stories about, oh, this is when that song came to me. So the classic is George Michael thinking of Careless Whisper on the bus on the way to school, yeah. right? Um, it'd be wonderful to think if he started thinking about Thriller whilst filleting mm. fish in whilst Grimsby. Fish. It just popped mm. into his head. Yeah. And then he thought, Do you know what? I've got, this is, this is an earworm now. Mm. Uh, fuck this. I quit. And it'd be like, you know, like a, that, that scene in, is it in Flash Dance where she walks out of her um, welding compound right, yeah. and, and goes off to be a dancer? And he like just, mm. might, if, if I've always wanted to make the Rod Temperton film, the biopic of Rod Temperton. Mm. I think it would be cracking. And I would love a wow. scene in it where he just suddenly throws down his filleting knife, right? Yeah. He's on the conveyor fucking belt, the, what do you call it, the production line with all this mm. fish and he's in his white fish filleting coat and special little hat and he goes fuck this and he throws it all down he's been humming thrill- the tune to Thriller to himself all- and his mate goes what's, what's that tune you've been humming that all day it's driving me mad what is it and he goes oh, I, d- I don't know it's just something that's been going round and round in my head I don't know where it came from well I'll tell you what it's a cracking bloody song whatever it is and he goes you know what it is a cracking song <laughs> It's that classic line, isn't it? You've just written your first number one, son. Yeah, it's like Bernard, the guy who works next to him on the fucking fillet in production line, and he just thinks, you're right, Bernard, and he throws down his hat and he throws down his knife and he walks out and the foreman goes, where do you think you're going, Temperton? Come back here this minute or you're out of a job. And he goes, you can keep your job. I'm going to Hollywood to be a songwriter. (laughs) Where do you think you're going, Temperton? I've got to the top of the charts. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then it cuts to, it says two weeks later, and it just cuts to the outside of Neverland. Although, of course, Jacko yeah. wouldn't have had Neverland before Thriller. It was Neverland, his Thriller though. riches that got him Neverland. So he's just outside the house he lived in with his with all the rest of the Jacksons. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's also the fact that he was in Heat with for a while. Before, yeah, but that's um, that's we're going to skip all of those the, bits. Would that not be in the film? No, no, we'd skip all you know, those bits. It's much more you know, dramatic. It's much <laughs> more dr- dramatic for us to go straight to him going, Yeah, Mr. Jackson, who are you? Get out of my house. You're not invited. Who are you, Mr. Why Jackson? Why do you talk that way? I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, what is it? Uh, get it away from me, <laughs> Jermaine Latoya. Help, right? Tito. You know, I don't mean you any harm. I am here from Britain. I have brought a song that I feel convinced will push your career into the stratosphere. Please, just take the time to read it and perhaps play it on that keyboard over there. <laughs> okay, I'll do it, but only if you promise to go away. First of <laughs> before you start playing, I need to read out a sort of a horror story in a spooky voice. It's the only way it'll work. Try and imagine me as Vincent Price off of the <laughs> horror films. Uh, okay. <laughs> now, of course, it, yeah, he had he'd, he'd written Boogie Nights and Groove Lines and he'd been in Heatwave yeah. and, and then he even wrote Gimme the Night for uh, George Clinton. For not George Clinton, for... Um, George uh, Benson. George Benson. Uh, he wrote Stomp Ooh. for the Brothers George Johnson. Stomp for the Brothers Johnson, he did. I mean, the list now, goes yeah. on and on. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's outside of Paul McCartney. You know, he, I think Paul McCartney's almost the only guy who's written as many fucking bangers, more bangers than Rod Temperton. Mm. 
seemed to pretty much jack it in in about 86. Well, you would, wouldn't you? After that, but of course you would. Why would you keep he, going? He, he, wrote, he wrote three songs on fucking Off The Wall and three songs off Thriller. And after that, it's yeah. like, psh, yeah, he did That's the odd it. song for people Retired like... Feet he up. did Shaka, Shaka Khan, Michael McDonald, Manhattan Transfer, few few like yeah. that. Kept a hand in with those lads, but on the whole, he's just like... Phew, I could I could never work it. I wrote Thriller, mate. I could never work again. Yeah, yeah where do you go from there? Yeah, there'll be no Nowhere. more fucking fish filleting for me. Yeah. And from that day on, I never even looked at a bit of fish again. I couldn't have it in the house. I had a boat, but I didn't look over the side in case I saw fish. Yeah, too, many, to. too many memories, too much pain. Only looked at the sky. Mm. From that day on, I, I only ate steak and sometimes a bit of pork. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's do this Roy the Rovers thing, shall we? <laughs> uh, on the front page, uh, Roy was trying to solve the problem of potentially brilliant Rob Richards, who showed signs of blending into the Melchester sign, always blending in, uh, during their fifth round FA Cup victory over Swinfield. Now, as Rovers took on Red Stoke in a midweek Canon League match. Canon League. We've had of the league being sponsored. Yeah, I don't know what the overlap the league, is between the the Melchester universe and the real universe. That's you know, the league they're in. Strange, isn't it? Because that was what the real league was called at that time. It was strange. It was eighty three, eighty four was the first uh, mention of the Canon League. And, uh, yeah, it hasn't been mentioned anywhere until March of 1984. Perhaps there's been tense negotiations between the editorial team and the uh, and the people at Canon. I don't know. Yeah, I've uh, thought about that. I hadn't thought about the Canon League in a long while. Jalapeño. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Do you remember who sponsored it after the Canon? The Canon people. Um, all right, hang on. Because I was thinking it was Barkley straight away, but now I realise... I don't think you'll get this. I don't think Ca- you'll well, there was ca- there's been Carlin, Barclays... Um, so it must have just been a couple of years. It was it like the Today newspaper or something? Oh, it was. Oh, on go on, Delaney. Yes, the colour short-lived that's, newspaper. That's the second time I've had a lot of universe messages going on recently. That's the second yeah. time today that the Today newspaper has come up in conversation, Fuck and off. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Whoa. Because I was talking like, to my missus earlier, and she made some sort of joke about 
She, I, I, the, the context is too long to go into, but she made a joke about Andrew Marr of the Today newspaper. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she went, oh, yeah, that's where he started out, wasn't it? I don't know if that's true, by the way. But, yeah, and I said, oh, yeah, Today, that was fucking mind-blowing when it came out with the colour pictures on it, wasn't it? It was colour. And it yeah. was where Alistair Campbell was as well. He was the political editor of Today for a while. Right. And we were talking yeah. about it. And now fucking Today comes up again. Mad, isn't it? There you go, fucking hell. Right, so yeah, the Today League, one season, I think they sponsored it for, 86 to 87. And then Barclays, and then... Uh, Carlin? Uh, Carlin, and then Barclay Card, and then Barclays. Um, what is it now? I've forgotten. Okay. Is it Barclays still? It hasn't got a sponsor, it says here. They couldn't get hasn't one. A sponsor <laughs> since, hasn't had a sponsor since 2016. They, they, they probably worked out it'd be better not to have an overall sponsor because yeah. a sponsor demands exclusivity in its sector. Yeah. And they're like, they we'd be partners. better off. We'd be better off rather than having Barclays, we're we're better off having fucking ten different banks all paying a little bit. Yeah. Well, there you go. Didn't know that anyway. Um Roy uh, yeah, blah blah blah. The Cannon League midweek match. Um uh, who's this scoring a goal? Fuck me. It's uh, Roy Race. Um, with his right foot this time uh, we see a couple of fans close up it's a good front cover this I like it it's a couple of it like, is, kind yeah. of middle aged crotchety looking fans <laughs> rather than the youngsters of the Brinsden gang um, the punk rockers and so Roy scored the goal and well, it was a typical Roy race effort the rocket is as deadly as ever these don't look like Lampards these fellas he's really serious like the Yeah, these are real football yeah. men these are real football men mm. they've been around they've and seen then, a lot Rugged. And then Rob Richards scores as well. Wheels away with his arm in the air. Yes! Shout the crowd behind. That little effort from Rob Richards was almost as good, says the other fella. You'd think they'd be smiling or something, wouldn't you? Yeah, they're really serious. But you do get that with proper football men at the football, Mm. that they remain emotionless, irrespective of what's going on. I've seen enough. I've seen seen enough enough. tonight. I don't let the highs get me too high. And I don't let the lows get me too low. What ah, I like I to do is I pay my money to come here and feel nothing. <laughs> well, there's an explanation when you turn the page because uh-huh. it shows us. We see the two fellas together there and it says uh-huh. the rueful spectators, rueful, were Mike Gladwin and Dennis Blair, <laughs> captain and manager. <laughs> <laughs> what a pair. What a formidable Mike duo Gladwin these two sound. Dennis Blair, men who enjoy sausages. <laughs> the sausage-eating captain and manager. <laughs> oh, just look at them. Just oh, look at them Carford close up. City. They just, they're just fucking, they're they, almost emitting sausages from their they, fucking they skin. Ooh, sausages. Yeah. Uh, the captain and manager of Carford City, the Rovers FA Cup quarterfinal opponents, and Dennis Blair says... What might you? What you might call a case of double dynamite? No one's ever said double dynamite. Double dynamite. So what, what? What the no. fuck's that? Well, haven't you ever heard that phrase before? It's pretty. Right. It's, a, it's a pretty ordinary and conventional idiom. Not round my fucking street. It's not. You fancy cunt. I'll, I'll say this: you almost did that in a Kevin Keegan voice there, which it probably was a Kevin Keegan yeah. kind of uh, phrase. Double dynamite, isn't it? Like double dynamite. <laughs> That's what they called me. Even though there was only one of me, they said I was good as two players. I was so good, I could have been two. Uh, a case of double dynamite. What are we going to do about them, boss? 
My God, when the manager says, it's difficult to decide which one of them is most dangerous. Close up of his big fucking fat mountainous head. Between the two pictures, he's grown an extra chin. I'll tell you this much, Dennis. We're going to need some extra sausages for this match. I might get on the phone to my butcher and get them ordered up now in advance, like, so we can get the link machine ready. (laughs) He says, so we'll have to try and shut both of them out of the game and sneak a goal. (laughs) Sounds easy. (laughs) Uh, Quite the tactician. We can't afford a replay. He says, we can't afford a replay, not the way Melchester are playing at the moment. I don't know what that means. Surely you can always afford a replay. If they're really good, you go, well, uh, you know, it's better if we just win or lose. A replay, (laughs) no, because we might lose it. What? Yeah. But well, you might have lost the first time. No, no, no. no that's It'll not that way. It would be just too tiring. Son, son that's not how football's not as simple as that, son. <laughs> and then uh, Roy and Rob were indeed causing double trouble for Red Stoke. Uh, what the fuck's happening here? Uh, Roy's crossing it in from the the, uh, the byline on the left-hand side. And he shouts, Rob Richards! And it just chips it just nicely over the outstretched keeper of... Uh, who's this they're playing again? Uh, Swinfield? No, Redstoke. So many team names in this already. It's very confusing. Redstoke's keeper, who goes... Ah! Goes over his head. And, of course, it drops to Rob Richards, who taps it in. Uh, yes! A perfect one, too! And then... Oh, God... Another one of the crowd says, uh, the partnership between the two R's really is blossoming. Oh, God. It's like <laughs> when they used to call she and Sutton SES, isn't it? Uh, that was just made up by a John Pigface sub-editor yeah. somewhere on Fleet Street. And, yeah. you know, tried to they tried to reverse engineer it into mm. it being like... Um, something that was like common parlance. They tried, you know, this is what the fans called them. Hmm. No one ever called You notice that in the media a lot. Here's something that annoys me. I mean, you know, look, is a good example is West Ham regarding themselves as the Academy of Football is probably something that I quite understandably fucks off other fans. Fucking, what are you talking about, the Academy of Football? Here's a really, here's one that fucks me off. I know a lot of Spurs fans. Spurs fans are very, um, they're like, they're like the Boise mm. of football, Spurs fans, right? They sort right. of think they yeah. kind of have their noses in the air and think that, that well, we're a special, <laughs> we're a special club, we're a special. There's there's a magic about us. We uh, we won the double in, in 1961. 1961. Yeah, say no more. <laughs> yeah. Right, it's yeah. very sort of strange, and they talk about themselves with like this reverence that they assume everyone else shares, right? And they uh, and I, you know, my brother does this and a few mates. This is a Spurs fan thing to go. Well, of course, you remember in the nineties when we had what was known as the famous five. No. Oh yeah, Ozzy Ardiles signed them. No, didn't it, it wasn't. It wasn't that they in the nineties. Yeah. Oh yeah, he signed them. Yeah. So it was like they had yeah. Barnby and Sheridan and a couple of foreign players. Dimitrescu and. But but who? Basically, too many attackers. Who called them the famous five? Who called them the famous? Oh, of course, the famous five. Yes, we all know what you're talking about. The famous was five. Alan Sugar. 
Yeah, it's like some again. John Pigface said the famous, or a Spurs fan called them the famous five. Which, by the way, is such a Lampardy fucking Melchester oh, fan oh. phrase. Isn't it? The famous five. The famous five. Do you remember the famous five by Enid Blyton? And they had their little dog Timmy. Maybe we should get a little dog for Jurgen Klinsmann to complete the set. But that was. The, the thing was, though, they had them five players and they were all attackers, basically. And everyone said they've got too many attackers. It was not going to work. And they yeah. were proved right. Yeah. And our dealers got the sack. So do you and know what they, I like, think they should have been called? The fuck face five. Futile five. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Or futile. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just me, what you like, said. People make something up and then they go around yeah. saying, this is what everyone calls them. And it's yeah. like, no, they don't. No one calls them the well, famous five. I mean, we, we had the SAS thing at Sunderland earlier this season when we had Ross Stewart and mm. Ellis Sims. Well, there you go. And Ellis Sims has been recalled by Frank Lampard now. I don't know if you've seen that. He's on loan from Everton. Has he? And Frank Lampard's so desperate to hang Recall. on to his job. <laughs> Recall! That, that boy who's scoring all those goals in the Championship. Recall him! Recall him now! Return to base! Return to base! Yeah, we need him! And he's sat on the bench now. Oh, no, that must be frustrating because he's fucking scoring goals for you. And then fucking Lampard brings him back and he's just sat on his ass doing nothing. It's really annoying for Sunderland, but also really annoying for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, the word was that he was pissed off that he had to go back. Yeah, I bet he was. He was having a great time here. Yeah. Um, I think Lampard's heard this podcast. He's just done it to spite me. That's what it is. Well, there's there's been a few clues that he's out to get us. Well, yeah. Has there? Yeah, there has. Remember, I received something in the mail once. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely him. So Fuck. I just think that, you, Frankie boy, if you're listening, yeah. um, bring, it, bring it on. We know what you're fucking up to. Why don't you show yourself? You've got- if you've got a fucking problem, show yourself. You know, mm. we'll, we'll meet up anytime. Meet you anywhere. Public I- place, private place. I will meet you, Frank Lampard. The, the worst acronym, but worse than the SAS, mm. was the um, the Barcelona one. Messi, mm. Suarez, and Neymar. The MSN, which basically only MSN is only known as Microsoft Network. <laughs> it's a fucking, it's a fucking computer company. Mate, I'm starting to think as you're saying these things. I'm starting to think. I can't think of any acronym I like. I think. I've never, I've never, this has never occurred to me before, but as we're talking about this, I'm thinking, do you know what? I think acronyms are for cunts. We're coming down on acronyms now, are we? <laughs> I don't like acronyms, mate. I think they're wankers. I think they're for wankers. I can't. <laughs> wankronyms more like. Think, 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 think of a good acronym. You can't. The TARDIS is an acronym, apparently. I, can't, I, I mean, know. we regularly say TTFN on this Oh, yeah, that's podcast, true. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's okay. one. That's a that's good maybe one. The only that's good a good one. one. Yeah. That's an hour. Um, uh, look, I'm, uh, as ever, I am more than willing to be proved wrong on this. So if you've got yeah. a good acronym, please send it yeah. in. But I'm here. I'm sat here now thinking, God, every acronym I can think of just sounds cantish. So tell us your best and worst acronyms, and we'll we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll hold some back, and we'll make February acronym month. Acronym on, month, uh, yeah. Because we had we had we had muscles fortnight, didn't we, a while ago, which was pretty yeah. popular. And we've got rabies. And think, we've got rabies January. Rabies year. Yeah. That's we had be the year. I think. We had mud month at some point as well. Mud month, yeah. Acronym month is going to be February. Yeah, and we're also People doing. Need it once they. We're also doing um, unusual. Granddad hairstyles as well. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, 
yeah, fuck this. We're not going to get through do this story Do you know what I'd like to see? Just like, and this is complete to do with a different episode, which I don't That's know. That's fine. But, this one's, this but one's just a see, collapse now. You see granddad haircuts, right? And you think of what, yeah. what would you like to see? I would really like to see a grandfather, genuine grandfather, with a Britpop hairstyle. You know, one of those sort of shaggy bowl heads. Well, it's getting closer, isn't it? Because you get them, those Paul Weller fans. What do they call them? I forgot there's a a name people have got for them. The the Weller obsessed Weller fans. I can't remember what it is now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of them. If you go to... And these fellas are like like 50s and 60s now. Yeah, if you go to a Weller concert, there's loads of blokes. And the, the problem is, I mean, fair enough, it's what they're into. But, like, all of the clothes that were designed for mods were slim-fitting. They've all been designed to be slim-fitting. So whether it's like a Harrington mm. jacket or a Ben Sherman shirt or Levi 501s, they all had a thin silhouette. And what you see when you go to these gigs is, like, blokes wearing the same gear, but, like, in triple XL. And they're... yeah. They, yeah, they do. The ones that aren't bald uh, still do rock that hairstyle. So I suppose it's not unusual, really. There's probably a lot of mm. granddads with Britpop hairstyles. But I'm all for it. So if your granddad has a Britpop hairstyle uh, slash mod cut, then definitely yeah. send it in. Um, um, yeah, I don't know if that's our age dem- demographic. That they're going to have granddads that look like that, unless we've got like yeah, I don't know. 15-year-olds listening. Well, you, you think that uh, who, mate? Who knows? It's a weird. All I'm saying is, you should know. You should put out. it out there. It's a strange world. Yeah. We live in a strange world, and it never ceases to surprise us, particularly when it comes to haircuts and grandparents. Uh, just as, before we end this, I've just seen that uh, on Twitter that the uh, Everton owner Farad uh, Moshiri has given Frank Lampard the vote of confidence. Uh oh. So- Oh, there we go. Oh, fuck. Well, it's so, all going to come down to... you got Moyes is on the brink, right? And Lampard's ooh, on the brink, right? Yeah. And next week, it's Everton-West Ham. And oh, that, wow. is, uh, that is the do-or-die fixture for both of them. And I've, I've heard, through my contacts, that that's the game that decides Moyes' future. That's the one. we got Wolves wow. and Everton. And those are these two games, but the Everton game is the one that he has to win. If we lose that, he's out. But I tell you what, if Lampard loses it, he's out for sure. Because you're losing Definitely. to another relegation rival. But then if Lampard loses, then Moyes can't go back to Everton, which feels like the obvious. Unless unless they go to Moyes at that point and say we want you to come back. And I genuinely think Moyes would, because he'd probably think, you know what, fuck this now. But Everton's just a massive basket case of a club, isn't it? Yeah, but he probably just has a a deep love for Everton. Yeah, I'm sure he's got an affection for West Ham. But, you know, some managers are synonymous with certain clubs, and that's Moyes and Everton, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just hoping this happens, basically. (laughs) I'm hoping. Uh, Yeah, sorry we didn't get through the the Melchester stuff. We'll, We'll pick it up next time. Mm. Um, as we always say there's no rush can't wait to hear more about uh, Mike Gladwin and Dennis Blair to be honest (laughs) their sausage intake yeah Yeah. well I mean we've also been promised something in this one which we didn't get round to which was the Dortmund Hammer oh what's that that? no is that is that is that a part of this story like Roy the Rover's story or elsewhere in the comic 
it's a player, isn't it? Yeah, it's a player. But I don't know. Who what, he plays. a real life player for... or a player in Ryder Rovers? No, in in this story. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Yeah. So they'll be playing in Europe, uh, will they? No, well, I don't want to give too much away, but we will see the. the oh, Dortmund I can Hammer see him. I can see him now. Time. I've scored forward, fucker, yeah. Isn't he? Oh, fucking hell! He's quite sexy, actually. <laughs> and also, He's something to look forward to for next time. Roy later in this story dons a rather fetching, almost Lewis Collins-like sort of leather safari jacket, um, which I've not seen him wear before. I don't know why. What's what's happened there? Whether he's got, got it through a sponsorship deal, but it's fucking good. It's got a bit of Mike Baldwin about it as well, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. All right, const like the new I... jacket. I got eighty percent off in return for them putting a shot of me in the window. I said it could only stay up for one week. <laughs> Which weirdly was what I thought. I thought of Mike Baldwin when I read Mike Gladwin. Yeah. But uh, hey, who knows how this? He's all always works. looming large so, in your psyche. I guess so. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Back with more next time. Ah, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.